today on The Breakdown. It's a live at the bike cash game hand that made me say, oh my God, we're definitely doing this. And made Grant say, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about on this one. We're really looking forward to this one. Let me tell you right now, we're going to take it all apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. The things you said are mostly accurate. They're kind of paraphrases, but whatever. Good enough. Was, is the gist wrong? No. So what do you want from me? Parrot phrases, I said. <laughs> not paraphrases. Oh, oh, okay. Like Parrot. Commonly known phrases by parrots. <laughs> yes. No, that is correct. That is what they were. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah there's this, nothing wrong with that. This hand has some fascinating decisions that are just odd. It's odd decisions. It's possible you and I are going to mix it up a little bit in this one. I'm looking forward to the possibility of us. You mean like, like fisticuffs? Fighting. Yeah, like like verbal fisticuffs, verbal poker fisticuffs. Maybe on the video version we should actually fight physically. Oh, yes, let's fight. There will be a video version. Yeah, I don't know. That might be a long video. It's going to be hard to parse everything uh, out. That's true. Well, we'll we'll see how we'll see how this goes. We'll see how complicated this ends up being. And maybe this will be a 10-minute podcast. We'll be like, oh, wait. No, I get it. It's yeah. all perfect, normal. I'll say going into this hand, I thought there's some pretty bad stuff, and Grant is not so convinced. So we'll see what we'll see where we end One up. One decision in particular yeah. by Art Papazian, Jonathan, is sure is bad. And I'm thinking, like, it's possible this is one that, like the Calacanis hand where Jonathan right. went into it thinking this can never be good. And by the end, we were both thinking it's probably right to fold that type of, mm-hmm. that type of decision. I'm... Be fascinated if we get there this time. That's all I'll say. You were fascinated by that one. I was. Yeah. And I'd be fascinated again. <laughs> okay. Let's find out. Let's, well, let's journey together. Let's see if we can fascinate Max Sawyer, who is Ooh. the one who suggested this on Twitter. Thank you, Max. What we a segue. Two poker guys, the number two poker guys. That's on Twitter, of course. Not, I mean, that's who we are, but that's also our Twitter handle. Yeah. Yeah, you got to so, tweet at us if you want us to uh, do a hand that you might suggest. That's how you suggest it. Include a YouTube link and a timestamp, and it all works out. Sometimes. Max Sawyer, of course, is going to get uh, what you get when you are selected, when your hand is selected. He gets the it's Poker Guy's robe. exactly something that... Poker Guy's pen. It's not exactly true that he gets those things. Poker Guy's pencil. He gets something... And eraser set. He gets the thing. It's not something that traditionally people actually want. No. <laughs> Might no, no, they don't a, want it. What the CDC has called detrimental to his health. <laughs> I mean, there's big quotes around that, though, but, right? I mean, the, the Arab big government is over as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, enjoy that package. Yeah, it'll be fine. Or It'll be fine. At least we'll you, probably read about it. I'll just say that. No spoilers, <laughs> but we'll probably read about it. Uh, it'd be really bad news for us if there's something that I know. befell Max Sawyer that just happened to coincide with this podcast. Here's the thing. We don't know where Max Sawyer lives, so we no. have that going for us. We'll be like, how would we know? I guess you can Google people. Yeah. Damn it. You can pay to find out where anybody is at any time. Yeah. All right. Well, Max Sawyer, we wish you continued health for at least the next three weeks. And if you're not sufficiently creeped out right now, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Uh, this is a live with the bike hand, as Jonathan mentioned in the opening. It is a 5,100 game, and the players are super deep, which does make the decisions interesting. Usually, you don't have players so deep, but for example, in this hand, the effective stack is going to be uh, 520 bigs. Mm-hmm. Pretty serious effective stack. Yeah. Should we just get into it? Let's do it. I want to. All right. So the action is going to open with a guy named Andy, who I think 
was maybe involved in the first Live with the Bike hand we ever did a breakdown on. I think you might be right. And I think that was against Garrett Adelstein, where Adelstein ended up with Trip Deuces oh, with King Deuce. yeah. I don't know if that was Andy. I don't think that was Andy. You don't think that was Andy? No, I think it was somebody else. But we've done an Andy hand. Sure. I don't know. Well, Andy's kind of loose. He's uh, Yeah. He's got 66K, so 660 bigs, and he's plus one with Jack 10 off, and he's going to race. Yeah. That's loose. Yep. That's loose. Seems inadvisable. I wouldn't do it, but hey, Andy's Andy. That's that's what people say about him. They do? Like, like ah, it's Andy being Andy. You know, that's what I'm, don't you hate when people say that's poker? Yes. I like want to punch people in the face when they do that. So wait, you're saying, I think what they mean is that's probabilities, but they say that's poker. Yeah, it's similar it's, to... That's all luck-based gaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they mean, right? It's similar to when, when somebody will like lose a flip, like with ace king and they'll be like this game is so crazy you're like it's yeah. a crazy game yesterday i won with ace king today i lost with it <laughs> what a crazy game <laughs> yeah 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 anyway sorry not to take us too far off the rails here ah, we, that's where we live I we don't pe- live anywhere near the rails stop saying that's poker unless you're referring to something that is actually just poker we like know? somebody's like what are those guys doing over there you're yeah. like oh that's poker like or you know you're like i got bluffed on the river i mean that's poker Although you can bluff in other games too, but not necessarily on the river, unless you're on a on actually sailing or something, you know, in a canoe, get bluffed on the river. <laughs> Someone's like George Clooney's right behind you, and you turn around, and they, he's he's not. He's actually he's in front of you, he's, yeah, <laughs> to the lateral area of your body, <laughs> the lateral area, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, lateral. Okay. All right. So back to the hand, Andy with Jack Ten offsuit. Clubs and spades. It's going to open to 300 plus one. Pretty okay. loose. Yeah. A guy who, by all appearances, just looks like a rich guy they put in the game named Farhad is to Andy's left with Ace King off, and he just calls. If he knew Andy's looseness, I think this would be a good time for a three bet. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, folds to Art Papazian in the small blind, who we have done a breakdown on. We did the one with him against the guy with two first names, Dan Zach. Mm. That was his name. Where Art uh, made a full house with two tens on the river in a weird four bet pot. You remember that? Not really. No. Tens against queens. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. That was a weird hand. Yeah. <clears throat> Papazian f- four bet pre from the small blind. Yeah, right? in a double straddled pot. Then he went bet on the flop small. Then he check called the very small bet from Dan Zach on the turn. I don't think there was a small bet on the turn. I think it was. Oh, was it? It was. You're right. It's like 9,000. And then the river Papazian gets there and does he just bet? I think he just bets it out. And yeah. And Dan Zach calls and is like, Ugh. No, no, no. He doesn't call. Oh, he, he does. No, no. What happens is Papazian checks and Dan Zach checks back. Oh, oh he checks back right away because yeah. he thinks he's only beating jacks and tens and then a yeah. 10 comes. Yeah, he checks instantly. That's right. Anyway. Okay, everyone. Now you don't have to go listen to that podcast. Now you do. Okay. You have to know what we think about the stuff. Yeah, okay. Anyway, anyway, that's Art Papazian right there. Here's another thing about Art Papazian. Last year in 2017, in a 35-day period, he won two WPT main events. They're smallish events, $3,500 buy-in, $4,500 buy-in, but come on. He won about a million dollars in those 35 days. So he's got some cash to play with, and he must have some level of game, right? Yeah. You can't sort of randomly win two WPT mains in 35 days without being at least pretty good. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, Gus Hansen, Gus Hansen did win two WPTs, but at the time, his style was effective. Yeah, and everyone was terrible. It's not like that anymore. It's right. so much harder. I now. can't think of anybody who, during the era, was bad and won two major events close together. Yeah, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Play. 
One major event for sure. Of course. Happens all the time. I mean, obviously, if you can win one, then someone eventually is going to, you know, make the Plinko thing happen and win two, even though they're horrible. But it's almost impossible. Yeah. Anyway, we don't actually think our Papazian is, is this guy who's horrible. Or no, I like think that. he's probably pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so he has two sixes in the small blind, six of clubs, six of diamonds, and he flats. Okay. And he's the effective stack between him and Andy, who are going to be the main people in this hand with 53K. So 530 blinds. Yep. The flop is Jack of Diamonds, Six of Hearts, Seven of Diamonds. Okay, that's a monster flop for our Papazian. Yes, it certainly is. He has bottom set. Uh, we've got Andy with top pair with you know backdoor straight draws, and that's about it. Yeah. And Farhad has whiffed with his ace king. Yeah. So good spot. Good spot. Type of spot you might expect Andy to lead out some of the time. You mean not Andy? Art. I mean Art. Yeah. Art may, on this board in particular, he might decide when to do that. When it's three ways. The Jack High board, where Jack, baby, baby, it's a little bit wet, but, and he did open plus one, but as we see, he's pretty loose. He's probably opening a lot. Yeah, I mean, we have bottom set, so. It's, we don't mind any action we get, pretty much. It's all good, right? But checking is also a standard play. Of course, it's fine. We got 10.50 in the pot, and Art does check. Andy's going to bet. He's got top pair. There's a lot to protect against out there, so I think that's totally normal as well. I think he's definitely supposed to bet. He bets 475. Farhad. A little smallish, but whatever. Farhad, the presumed rich guy, calls with his ace king. That seems ambitious. Here's my thoughts why maybe it's okay. And he bets kind of small. He bets less than half the pot. We have overs, two back doors. Often, Papazian's just going to fold. We're going to be in position. If Farhad's thinking of these things, you know. Uh, Andy might be a little weak here. It turns out he's not, but he bets less than half the pot. Usually when they do that in a cash game, they're a little bit weak, especially on a wetter board. So maybe that's what's going on, or maybe he's just calling because he's a board rich guy, which is feels much more likely. Yeah. But those are possible reasons to decide to float once. All right. He does call. Yeah. Uh, before we get to our decision, I want to talk a little bit about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Do you? Yeah, because you get decisions in poker all the time. How about if you had those decisions on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room? Where How about hedonism it? is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> that's a reference to the last podcast. Yeah, it sure is. Um, that's not actually, you're allowed to be hedonistic. It's a gambling website, so it's actually a form of it's hedonism. It's encouraged, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nitrogen Sports has all sorts of gambling, including the poker, which we play on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. And every month we have a Poker Guys exclusive tournament that you have to do what, Jonathan? You have to use the link in the description of this podcast to sign up for Nitrogen to be able to even see and sign up for the tournament grant. Right. And it's got a small buy-in and it's got an overlay. So yep. you should get in there, play with us on Nitrogen Sports. You can also have sports bet and do online gaming of other types. Also, of course, it moves at the speed of Bitcoin, which means when you... Both withdraw and deposit. It's very fast. We're talking eh, like five to 20 minutes. You get your money or it gets in there. You can get your gamble on or get your gamble off, depending, Grant. Oh, good point. And uh, Bitcoin does cost money to transact, but but Nitrogen will pay for your withdrawals twice a month. Just so super sweet. It is sweet. And they just use the Bitcoin blockchain. They don't have any internal processing. It's just like a Bitcoin wallet shipped into another Bitcoin wallet, which is why it never takes more than how long Bitcoin would take at that That's time. That's correct. Which is great. Yeah. One thing that I have a problem with is I think their name is a little too fuddy-duddy, a little too, you know, 1978. What? I think it's time to to ramp it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Have, you, su- have you suggested this to the nitrogen brass yet? I'm, work- no, I'm, okay. I'm workshopping it right here, right now. Okay. So we want to make it sound a little more like cool for everyone, get a little more younger people. And how about instead of nitrogen, how about nitrogen X? 
Nitrogen X, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like that. What do you think? I think it's, it's really it's good. It's extreme. Ooh, nitrogen extreme is good too. Extreme nitrogen. That's the best. <laughs> good job, man. <laughs> All right. I'm excited to bring this to those guys. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna be thrilled. They're going to flip. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be thrilled. All right. So back to the action. We've okay. got Andy with Jack 10 having bet 475 on the Jack 672 diamond board. Farhead is called with Ace King. Now it is in, on our Papazian who's got a decision with bottom set here. Seems like a spot for a raise, right? Yeah, this feels like a pretty standard raise spot. Uh, there's a bet and a call. Someone has something like... Farhad has something we would think. Turns out he's got the least of any of them, but yep. okay. We'd expect him sometimes to be able to call. There's, um, it's a kind of a wet board. We're out of position. This feels like a pretty standard race. You'd assume Andy to have something because it is, like you said, kind of a wet board, and he bets into two opponents. Yeah. Some people, though, just C-bet, you know? Like, yeah. Some people uh, th- with three or less players in the hand are just going to C-bet 100% of the time or nearly 100%. So it's possible he's one of those guys. Well, he did open Jack-10 off plus one, so... He might be one of those guys. It's hard to know. That is suboptimal, by the way, in my opinion. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Um, so Art is going to raise, and I think that's probably the right move. I like raising, he even makes, though we're often going to just win the pot right now, which is not incredible, but let's try and build a pot here, man. He makes a pretty big raise. He makes it 2K. Over the 450. 475, yeah. 475. But the pot is probably got uh, 2K in it when he makes the yeah, raise. Yeah, it's a pot size raise. So that's pretty reasonable. Pot size raises are big raises. I mean, he's 4Xing Andy's bet, and there's a caller also. It doesn't feel yeah. that big to me. Well, whatever. I would, if he made it 1,500, that would feel small. Honestly, out of position yeah, with two guys already in. I mean, I like the sizing. Okay. I think it's good. Now, when Art raises, what is the range you're putting him on when, when you're Andy there with top pair? Bottom two. Yep. Uh, he's in the small blind, right? Yep. Flush draws, straight draws, sets of sixes and sevens. Uh, some overs with flush draws, maybe. So not so like I don't know if he's gonna do it with all his flush draws, but the, some of the I, so I already said flush draws, but like some like really pretty flush draws, like the king queen of diamonds or something like that, and maybe the combo draws too, like the nine ten of diamonds or the eight nine of diamonds. Absolutely, absolutely. All the, that's about it. And four five of diamonds, maybe. Sure, four five of diamonds. He probably doesn't have five eight of diamonds out of the small blind. Probably not. He, I don't know if he's raising the nut flush draw or not. He might be. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he can decide to call with all these draws also, but he can be raising. Um, you'd expect he'd be, but he needs to raise some of those because he's going to be raising a lot of his stronger value, like six, seven, pocket sevens, pocket sixes, which is really it for strong value, right? Right. You don't expect him to have a one pair hand here in traditional sense. Like if no. he had ace jack, you don't expect him to raise here. That would be surprising. Maybe he could have specifically pocket aces or something and decide to play it like that, but it seems like a bad board to do that on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's possible he could have pocket aces. But he would have to decide to flat that pre But why would he not just raise pre? Like, it's a cash game. They're calling. Yeah. The rich guy's calling for sure. Like, yeah. let's get more money in right now ahead of time. You know, he's going to do that. Yeah, so his value is, is you know, like you said, it's basically just six, seven suited sets of sixes and sets of sevens. Yeah. Which means we can call with our Jack-10 pretty comfortably because there should be a lot of draws in there, too. Absolutely. Now, there's obviously going to be a lot of cards on the turn that are going to make us feel forced to fold. But at this point, I think we're supposed to call, especially when we're this deep, too, where there's a lot of you know, room to maneuver. I mean, I, maybe that's bad to be this deep, actually. There's so much more to lose. Yeah. But, and we can get blown off the hand later. 
But I just think it's absurd to fold right now if we have Jack 10. A Jack, period. We just can't fold based on what you just said. Like, he's got a lot. Yeah. More, it feels like he's got more draws than, than strong value. Well, Andy doesn't fold. Yeah. Andy doesn't call. Jonathan right. looks at me like he doesn't believe me. That's he, not He's already possible. watched the hand. Yeah. This guy's faking it. Yeah, I'm faking it. But still, I am amazed. This is the most baffling decision I've seen on the breakdown for a very long time. Wow. Strong. I'm going to try to figure it out, but I don't know. I know you don't remember all of the breakdowns we've ever done. Neither do I. But can you remember a more baffling decision than Andy deciding to take his Jack 10 on this Jack 6-7 board and 3-bet it to 6,500 after Art's raised out of the small blind? Nothing is coming to mind as a baffling decision. Maybe Dennis Phillips, the way he played that ace-king. Yeah, we did that about three and a half or four years ago. I'm saying that's so one of that's the how few far can, that's how far back like, we have to that go. One, that one remind that's a baffling decision. But Billy Cop moving in with the five high flush, maybe that. I mean, we're down, and those I mean those made more sense than this in some ways. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? This is right up there. It's on the short list. Andy three bets. What is he three bet to? Sixty five hundred. So it's a big three bet. Yes. Okay. So this is the beginning of the interesting part of this hand. Clearly. So maybe the first thing we need to talk about is what is Andy doing from his point of view? And then we'll talk about it from Papazian's point of view, because yeah. obviously it doesn't matter what Farhad thinks. We need, we need to try to figure out what Andy's <laughs> doing here. Okay. So to me, the, the obvious first thing is he thinks Papazian has a lot of draws and he wants to absolutely charge him for the draw. And he doesn't, maybe he's also not comfortable making a lot of big calls. Like a lot of these guys aren't. They don't like making big calls. They want to make, they want to make the other guy make the big call. Maybe. Uh, that said, traditionally, like everybody's either calling or folding here, right? Except for Andy in the world, pretty much. Yes. Pretty much everyone. Okay, but to Andy's credit, I guess when we were talking about when art's value, we were saying is mm-hmm. really just six, seven suited sets of sixes and sets of sevens. I mean, let's be honest, six, seven suited can't re-raise us. Nope. So sets of sixes and sevens can. They could decide to re-raise. They, they might, might not decide not to. to. But I they mean, could. I'm going to make an argument for them not doing that. Mm-hmm. But first, let's not worry about that yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first, let's just talk about this combinatorially for a second. Okay. Sets of sixes, sets of sevens. That's six combos. Yep. Six seven suited is two combos. Right. So wait, or are, are the six and the seven? Nope, it's two combos. So there's eight combos of value. Right, value. and no other value really makes sense, right? Correct. Okay. How many combos of draws can we really give him? That's the next question. A lot. I mean, if we can just give him eight, nine. If we just eight, nine suited, that's four combos right there. Do you think four, he's five raising suited. just a straight draw? Or would he just call? I don't know. I mean, we're believing he's going to raise some draw. Oh, you're saying, is it just combo draws? Is a lot of guys don't. Draws? A lot of guys raise more than just combo draws. All right, let's be conservative for a second. Okay. And say it's just nut flush draws and combo draws. All right, well, nut flush draws would be like ace-jack suited, maybe ace-queen suited. Sure. Ace-queen suited, ace-jack suited. Ace ten suited. No, there's a ten. No, no, no. There's, there's a jack on the board. It's a uh, so it's really queen jack, ten, uh, nine. He can have the eight. jack. He can have the jack based on the jack. Oh, he can't the have the jack. Yeah, it's queen ten nine eight. Probably not six because that's a pair. He might just call. Yeah, it seems. So well, no, he could have a pair and then not flush run decide to raise. People do that. All right, let's give it to him. Yeah, let's give it to him. Six, five, four, three, two. There's, okay, eight, so there's eight combos of the nut flush draw. Looks like you've counted out nine. Nine combos crazy? of the nut yeah. flush draw, and we're not saying ace king because we expect a three bet. Three right flop. from the small blind, especially. All right, the combo draws are eight, nine, eight, ten, uh, nine, ten of diamonds. Mm-hmm. He probably has all those pre flop. Sure. 
And four or five of diamonds. Yes. Probably not five eight of diamonds. Can he have five three of diamonds? Probably not. Let's not give it to him. Okay. Okay. So that leads us to 13 combos of draws. At least, right. There, At could, least be, there could be a lot more. but those conser- are like, Conservatively, 13 combos of draws. Got it. There could be a lot more, but fair enough. Conservatively. Which means he's at least slightly draw heavy yeah. on this board. So that might be a thing going through Andy's mind as far as why he would raise with top pair, no kicker. Here's a problem with doing that against those, those hands. They might three bet? Yeah. Or four, four bet. bet. Like you got a big combo draw. You may think, well, if I call and I brick, I'm going to have to fold the turn. Let's just giggity go, you know? I don't know. We started with 530 yeah, blinds effective. That here. is a problem. Do we really want to get it in with the eight nine no. of diamonds, the nine high flush draw? Absolutely not. Because if we decide to four bet as Papazian, we can't fold. No, you're right. You're right. We so don't want to get it in this deep. So I think Andy can feel confident at this depth that those hands are all just going to call him. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. You're right. You're he right. might think it's impossible for Art to raise him. If yeah. Art can't have a set of jacks here, Art might not be raising ever. Right. Well, that's, that's part of the next question we're yeah. going to have to ask is... Can slash should Art ever be raising anything except the nuts here when they're this deep and reopening the action? Yeah. So, okay. Let's, we, we still haven't completely parsed yeah. through Andy's decision here. Because so far what we have is, okay, so Art's got more draws than not. But that isn't necessarily a good reason to raise. No, because it's not like against the range that we just described, we don't have good equity. Like no. the, the value plus the draws. Here's what we get to do, though. We get to... Um, if if he actually has all those draws, we get to shut him out of the river card sometimes if we bet enough on the turn. True. And by take and instead so instead of raising the turn where all sorts of craziness can happen, we raise now. If a safe card comes off on the turn, we could make a big enough bet that we actually deny him legitimate equity. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, isn't it easier just to call? It's so much cheaper to you just call and then you can see what the turn card is and call or fold. And then you can see what the river card is and call or fold. Isn't that, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Yes. <laughs> That's so much cheaper. Here we are. Here's yeah. another thing that Andy might be thinking. Now, we're giving Andy a lot of credit here when giving him these thoughts. Okay. He has a range advantage. He has top set in his range. Art doesn't really. I don't know if Art doesn't, but it's, not, it's less likely. Okay. So, okay. So, I'll give you, in that way, his range advantage. Andy not only has top set more, he also blocks top set. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Is this a blocker play, potentially? Seems crazy. Yeah. Why would we be doing a blocker play with top pair where we don't think we're ever folding out hands that are better than ours, pretty much? Pretty much ever. Maybe we can fold Queen Jack. Is that what we're really trying to do here? Art's never raising Queen Jack, right? right. So I mean, Andy's never three-betting Jack-10 either. Why so. are we doing this with the... What do we care about the blocker? Like, if the guy doesn't have a made hand, he's doesn't have a made hand, and he's either going to call or fold based on the price he's getting... And if he does have a made hand, it's too strong to fold. Yeah, I mean, we're bending over backwards here. Mostly I'm bending over backwards yeah, to try are. to defend Andy's play, which is usually your position, but I'm going to try to do it here. Yeah, you're gonna, I think you're going to be doing it throughout this uh, hand. We'll see. Yeah, I think I might be. Um, but in reality, it's so much easier just to call, and like whenever the draws come in, we just fold because now we can't beat any of the range. And if they don't, we make a decision whether or not we're going to hero. Right. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, so Andy doesn't do that, of course. He three bets. And I guess he must be trying to charge the draws. Because yeah. what else could it ever be, right? Can't be anything else. It just seems so weird. But yeah. It's weird. Um, that's it, though. That's all that's going on, as far as I can tell. Yep. And Farhad folds. Of course. And uh, for Art. Yeah, here we go. This my is, my uh, first thought is I, I, we can't raise. No, I agree. I would never raise. I wouldn't raise this, and I wouldn't, wouldn't raise pocket sevens either. 
because of all the normal game theory disaster situations. This one, even more so than Pocket 7s, is bad. Yes. But both are bad. This is far worse than Pocket 7s. Because, of course, he can't have Pocket 6s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Let's think about ranging Andy. Because okay. we don't put him on Jack 10, even if we know he's a little wacky. No, we don't put him on Jack 10. I would never in a million years put somebody on top pair here. Nope. Just not happening. Nope. So, what is Andy's range? Okay. Andy can have combo draws. Yep. He can have big flush draws. Yep. He might have straight draws sometimes. He obviously has top set and middle set. Yep. Um, it's hard for him to have bottom two for a bunch of reasons. He opened plus one and we block a lot of it, but it's possible. Unlikely, but possible. Unlikely. He's obviously opening fairly wide, though, and we may know that as art. So it's at least possible, but there's not much there anyway. There's only one six left in the deck. That's what I'm yeah. saying, yeah. There's, there's few combos of that. Um, there's like three combos total. Yeah. Bottom two. Uh, the question is, can Andy have things like King, Queen of Diamonds? Can he have Ace, can he have Ace, King of Diamonds and be playing it this way? I don't know. I mean, I think most players, when you're this deep, are just going to call with those hands. I agree. I agree. Because what if Art does make it 22,000? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to fold. Yeah, which is dumb. Like, it's a dumb spot to fold the nut flush draw here. Um, we may feel like Art can almost never make it 22,000, though. Which, as we, as we just said, we feel like it's basically impossible for him to be able to find a raise. So maybe we don't have to worry about that so much. And we absolutely can raise. Yeah. And then we can check back the turn if we want. And if we improve to the flush, we can bet the turn. You know, we like sort of get ourselves a quote free card if we want to take it. True. There's some, there's some, there's some value there. If, if we think Art can't re-raise, it's fine to raise. Yeah, I agree. And it is a very scary raise. I mean, as art, I'm already concerned that I'm just with a two-outer here, or yeah, a one-outer, sure. excuse me. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's certainly a concern. Like, yeah, Andy might be loose. He probably doesn't have jack seven. I would assume from plus one, he doesn't have jack seven. I agree. So as art, we're putting Andy mostly probably on bigger sets, combo draws, and nut flush draws. Can he have over pairs? God, I hope not. The answer is, as we know, yeah. yes. We know he can, but Art may not know that. Although he might not choose over pairs to do this with if he's actually thinking about the blocker element of blocking top set. I doubt he is. It doesn't make any sense to be thinking about it in this situation. Probably not. Um, so so I think it's possible Andy can have aces here, kings, and queens just as easily as a jack. He may think that's even better. He doesn't block a jack, so Art could be raising a jack. Because in Andy's mind, clearly you can have top pair and raise, you know, it seems. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe that's not true, though. Maybe Andy thinks, no, Art's more polarized. That's why Andy can put it in the three bet. So maybe that's not fair. But I would think it's very possible Andy can have over pairs if he can have this hand. It just has to be. I'm Right now, I'm wondering what the comments are going to be like on our video that we make of this, because it's <laughs> going to be so convoluted and weird, yep. this whole thing. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to ask some very clear questions at the end and let people try and answer them. Yeah. Okay, well... So I, mean, I, so I agree with you by, by like coming back to Art. I don't think Art can raise his set here. No. I think it it's a huge doesn't mistake. doesn't seem to be much value in it. We have, we're way, way, way too deep. If we were 80 blinds effective or 100 blinds effective, once Andy puts in the three bet, we, we, it's very reasonable to think we're getting it all in against better hands anyway. I want to protect against the draws or at least charge the draws the max or the aces if he wants to do that, you know, whatever. Like, I'm going to raise, but 500 blinds effective is completely different. Yeah, this We're, is... We cannot go broke here pretty easily. This is why a extremely deep-stacked, no-limit hold'em cash game 
where the money actually matters to you is probably the scariest form of poker. Yeah. Like you can't, you, like we're so automatically like you can't re-raise bottom set here. You know, like yeah. no way. You can't do that. Right. Because it's too terrifying. That's why I like playing limit hold'em. <laughs> you don't have to think about that. You call the flop and check raise the turn. <laughs> and if he three bets you, you often four bet him depending on the player. Wow. Free limit hold'em advice from Jonathan Levy. You're welcome. It's, congratulations. Congratulations, listeners. Yeah. You, you were once good at that. Do you even know how to play it anymore? I assume the rules are similar to yeah. what I remember. Well, now it's actually, there's three limits. It's like... Good. On the, on the river, it doubles again. We've actually... I've actually played that game. Oh, really? Where we actually put an ocean out in the ocean. The, the, the limit doubles again. That's crazy. You get a raise on the ocean, everyone goes crazy. I'm more interested in just the river having the limit double versus Yeah, so it goes double, double, double. That's interesting, too. Yeah. But let's not talk about that. Let's okay. talk about this hand. There's a lot going on in this hand anyway. All right. So Art does Art agrees with us and he calls. Yeah. And it's already a scary spot for Art. Andy, of course, is unhappy to get called, but he probably expected to get called, right? I think if, he, if his range outlining of, of Art is similar to ours, I mean, Art's not going to fold those draws that he raised. No way. If he's got the nut flush draw, the combo draw, any of that stuff, he's calling for sure. Yeah. So yeah, so we raise with the intention of getting called and probably going to charge him on brick turns as Andy. As Art, we got re-raised. It's not great. We're certainly losing to pocket sevens and pocket jacks, but that's all we're losing to. Andy can have other things too. That's it. Yeah. Also, you don't raise this hand to fold it on the flop. You don't raise a set to fold it. No, you can't. The whole point of raising is to get more money in. I mean, you're looking for value. You could fold if maybe Andy raises and then Farhad makes it 20K. How about you? Farhad raises. We decide to call of it. Andy re-raises. Farhad re-raises. We can absolutely fold. Yeah. Fine. Farhad's got sevens. Andy's got jacks. Fine. But there's no... This is just one raise back. Like, of course we're calling. Yep. It's easy call. And we do call. And now there are 145 blinds in the pot. See, this is, this is problematic. But whatever, man. We're here to play. That's crazy. 145 blinds in the pot heading to the turn. That is crazy. Before we hit the turn, though... Which Ooh. is going to be $14,525 in the pot, by the way, if that's okay. clear. I want to talk a little bit about Dash Digital Cash. I love Dash Digital Cash, Jonathan. Oh, my gosh. You're just going for it. Look at you express yourself. You're like Cusack right now with the boombox. I do love you it. Go. I have I have a Dash wallet on my phone, and when I look at the app, it makes me kind of happy. Does it? I'm like, look at this cool thing. I can you know do the self-banking thing with the cryptocurrency, and I can take my Dash out and send it to people, and guess what? It takes no time. When you say no time, though, what do you mean? I mean one to four seconds. That's crazy. Yes. I mean, it's true. It's true because Grant has sent me money on Dash. I've sent him Dash back. We hold our phones right next to each other to really check this out, and I hit send, and he receives it so fast, it's weird. It feels like the time it takes is not really about the Dash blockchain. It's more about the internet having to go to space and come back. <laughs> it does yeah. feel like that. It is crazy, crazy fast, and amazingly crazy cheap also it's one cent to send a transaction actually less than one cent right now to send a transaction on the dash network no matter how much money you send and unlike other cryptocurrencies like bitcoin it doesn't have this wildly fluctuating transaction fee where like oh well sometimes it gets all mucked up and it's you know it's 25 dollars or 100 dollars to send something no it's always the same price it's always about a penny it's always about a penny unless you use instant send, which makes the dash you receive instantly usable. That takes one to four seconds, and you get to use it right away. That costs 10 cents. Right, instead of waiting six minutes, yeah. by the way, for all the confirmations to come in right. and make it spendable. Which is um, why we think, by the way, with instant send, that it's possible the dash could actually be used by merchants in the future, which is interesting. You should do some research on dash, seriously, because it's a fascinating cryptocurrency. Grant and I made a video 
Maybe we'll link to it in the podcast description. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, We made a video just sort of explaining what Dash is, sort of like the value of cryptocurrencies in general with the first two minutes of the video and the last three minutes are why we think Dash is special within the cryptocurrency realm. They're certainly a sponsor of this, but we sought them out. They didn't seek us out because we think Dash is really cool and has a great chance to be a winner in the crypto wars. Like be in 7-Eleven and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, like it's not impossible, man, at all. Like I can envision it because it's got... It's just ease of use is so powerful for Dash, and it's got almost everybody on that. All right, so let's come up with some new Dash slogans. We tried a yes. little bit last time. Let's get some new ones going. Okay, I'll start. All right, go ahead. Dash, keep your wires crossed. Dash, if a cat was faster than other cats, that's Dash cat. That's good. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Dash, your teddy bear is cuter, but you'll still like us. What? <laughs> I didn't get that one. Yeah, I still like Dash, even though your teddy bear is cuter than Dash. Dash, it's like a warm blanket when you're really cold. That's bad. I like the other ones you did better about the cat. Dash, play video games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, unrelated to video games, let's get back to okay. the hand here. Okay. So we have this huge pot going to the turn, $14,525 in this 5100 game. We've got Andy playing kind of inexplicably with Jack 10, having three but the 6500 on the Jack 67 two diamond board. Art having bottom set of sixes, raise calling on this board. The turn. Can, can I just say before we mention the turn, longtime veteran listeners of the breakdown probably are assuming certain things about this hand. I know I, know I would be, which is like the turn's going to have to be some crazy card, baby. Otherwise, you think this is going to play out relatively straightforwardly. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say it may not be so straightforward, suckers. I mean, the turn does affect the hand. Of course it for does. For sure. Big time. It's the 10 of hearts. Whoa, Andy improved. Andy now has jack 10 for top two pair. Yeah. Art still has bottom set. Yeah. Okay, so Art can't really do anything but check now, right? Of course. I mean, if we bet and we get raised, that's awful. Yeah. Now, if we bet it's hard for Andy to raise us because we can have 8-9. but We can, but so can Andy. But also, why? if Andy is bluffing, why would we want to bet and have him fold? Not that he's almost ever bluffing. No, I don't think he can be bluffing here. Seems unlikely. Um, it just doesn't make any sense for us to bet. If he if it goes check check, we believe we have the best hand, right? If uh, we're going to bet the river, almost unless the river is a terrible card, you know, like the eight of diamonds. Yeah. Um, if he bets, we're going to call and we're going to figure it out on the river, which is mostly going to be a call unless a really really bad card comes. That's yep. it, right? Yeah. Okay. Seems straightforward. All right. Let's see what happens. So Art checks. What do you want to do as Andy? I mean. Do we want to bet? I guess we want to keep charging the draws, but one of the draws came in. It's interesting. One of the draws came in, but this card also zooms us ahead of one of the some of the value. Six seven. Six seven, which there which there it's is only two combos. Not from oh so suited, yeah, there's only two combos. But at least we do move ahead of that. We don't assume That's not that, enough. We don't assume that Papazian has eight nine off. No. Sorry, and we don't even think he, he probably is it probably just eight nine of diamonds is the only thing he's calling the three bet with. No, I guess he can call that in. They're deep way. enough. They're he, deep enough, yeah. yeah. So he can't have it. So he'd have to raise eight nine and then call it, but it's possible. But he doesn't have all the eight. Eight nine of there. diamonds is the only one that's like clearly in his range. Yeah. And then he may have he may have more, he may not. Right. I'm still worried about those six set combos. Those yeah. are quite quite concerning to me with my Jack Ten here. But here's the thing if we believe he can't raise us, unless he has the nuts on the turn. We can bet, charge the draws, and we can check back all rivers unless we improve some more. I think charging the draws is the only value because I think 6-7 is kind of an easy fold on the turn. Yeah, it will fold for sure yeah. on the turn. I mean, for sure strong, but it's, it's likely to fold on the turn. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So if we bet, we're charging 
all the draws. That's mostly what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's why we three bet. So now almost all the draws didn't come in. One draw came in. We actually, by the way, have outs against everything, which is kind of nice. Um, although he might put in a big check raise if he has the nuts. And I don't even know if we can draw to our four outer. I don't think we will yeah. be able to. Um, but anyway, it's, it's not unreasonable to bet when one of the least scary draws comes in. True. And we improve. Yeah. And we improve. Right. So that's good. I guess. I mean, if we if we decided to three bet the flop, it's not crazy to bet now. Just, like I'm I'm down with betting now. If we decided to three bet the flop, I think this plays easier as a check back, though. All like, this plays easier as more passive. Yeah, for sure. But here we are. Here we are. We're Andy. We're hoping Art has aces. We can bet and get called by aces. Maybe. I, yeah, I think aces are going to fold the turn if they decided to call the flop. I think aces are going to three bet pre flop. But anyway, yeah. This, so is, all, this gonna, is all so weird. It's yeah. just so crazy weird. Yeah. Okay. Andy bets. He bets ninety eight hundred. I okay. think I would. I think I would check. Okay. I mean, I would check too. But if I was in Andy's mindset of, well, he's got to draw a lot, and I and he can't raise me, I would bet. The, I would bet the turn. Once I was, once I had sort of committed down the path of three betting pre. I'm uh, sorry, on the flop, I would bet the turn, and I would bet about this much. All right, ninety eight hundred into fourteen five. My my plan would be not to bet the river unless I hit a jack or a ten though, because I would be worried about. Oh yeah. I mean, it's only sixes or sevens, but I'd be worried about what can call me. Right. So I'd probably check it back. I think you have two. to because even though it's if two. the draws don't come in, they're not going to call. Right. Unless unless it's a card that could have made, if it's like a king or an ace or something like that, I'm like, well, maybe they're not flush hit. It's uh, not flush draw. They're hit, not going to call. Yeah, if the diamonds don't come in, I don't know. With what this line? Do. Come on. Seems unlikely. You're crazy. I'm a little crazy. All right. Anyway, let's continue. Andy bus 9800. I just want to say what happens and then we'll try to parse it because okay. art folds quickly. Art folds. Quickly, he folds bottom set here. Yeah. And this is the decision that Jonathan was referring to earlier where he said I was going to be defending more things on this podcast yes. because as we walked to the studio and we're talking about the hand we had just watched, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, was, I was saying, like, I don't think this is going to be one that is as bad as it initially seems. Right. I, I think I still saying. am of that mindset. Okay. I'm curious. I mean, I feel like I have a guess as to what your general line of defense is going to be, and I just think I'm going to be able to you know, blow holes through it, but let's find out. Let's okay. see if it's true. What are, like... We know Andy has Jack-10, but that's so weird. Like, you're never putting him on that, right? No. So let's assume for a second that we don't know anything about Andy and start from there, okay? Okay. What are the hands Andy has traditionally here that he's taking this line with? Okay. Uh, two Jacks. Yeah. Two Sevens. Yeah. Uh, the big combo draws, or the combo draws. Uh, yeah, eight, nine of diamonds would, would have gotten there. Yeah, sure. But other combo draws as well. Would he continue betting those on the turn? I don't know. I think the answer is probably no. I think when you say would he, that's not the right question. The question is, would someone who we have no idea, any information about, do we, do we presume they yeah. would? Because Andy probably would, based on everything we know about he, Andy. He very well might. So you're talking in a vacuum. Would, would someone continue to bet? I think that's a good like way that. to start. Okay. But I'm just saying, you said would he. I'm saying it's not would he. All right. Would your opponent... Is that all right? Maybe if you said she, I'd feel better. Would your opponent... Would her. <laughs> all right, so clearly yeah. a set of sevens and a set of jacks are in the range. Yeah. Um, clearly, there are some combo draws in the range. Yeah. Eight, nine being the problematic one. No question. Not flush draw is not problematic. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure we can expect most players to bet if they don't get there on the turn once, they, once we've called the three bet. They could take a free card. I mean, a lot of players continue with their 
with their semi buffs. Maybe if he has king queen or king nine or queen nine of diamonds, he'll continue mm-hmm. because that's a new combo draw. Yeah. So that's possible. Yeah. But do you think he's going to continue with like the ace four of diamonds? We got called on this board and then one of the most obvious draws came in. I mean, we could see it as it's good that one of the most obvious draws came in for trying to fold out a semi, like a six, seven kind of a hand. Yeah. We could also be, we could see it as like we're building a pot uh, if we hit and we also have a little fold equity. I'm not saying I would do this, but I don't think it's impossible. People do stuff like this, right? Yeah. I'm not saying it's common or like the, the standard thing by any means. This has all been non-standard. Yes. Uh, but I don't think it's completely impossible or absurd. Or I would say, well, I've never seen that line with, the, with that type of hand. I feel like I absolutely see people play the nut flush draw like this. Like I see not that often, but I see people three bet the flop with the nut flush draw. And I see people who bet big on the turn with the nut flush draw, you know, when they don't have it. Yeah, but it's not what you expect as art. Right. I think I agree. My defensive art here is that sets of jacks and sets of sevens are clearly easily in the range. Yeah. Everything else is a guessing game. Yeah. And that's a, that's a problem for our hand moving forward. Cool. Um, I hear that. Here's my non-defensive art. Okay. Uh, number one, you start this whole line, though, with this notion of if we don't know anything about Andy. Yes. Why would we not know anything about Andy? We've been playing in, on Live at the Bike. Andy's a regular. We, as Art, we've been playing on Live at the Bike now for a little while. Sure. How do we know nothing about Andy? You and I know something about Andy from this hand, and maybe it's unfair because we get to see all these decisions, but we know he opens wide because yeah. he opened plus one with Jack-10 off. We know he three bets. He three bet Jack-10 there, right? Which means he's going to show up with other raises at other times that are weird. It's yeah. almost impossible for him not to. It reminds me of... Um, in uh, Poker Time, under the Poker Time cash game, this is actually even true in the first Sit and Go episode, we have one player named Mitziff who raises the flop more than everybody else and does it with sometimes with top pair hands, sometimes with middle pair hands, sometimes with bluffs. He just raises a lot more. Yeah. So if you, there's a guy who does that, you never fold a hand like a set to them because they're going to be much more splashy and their raises mean less. Right. Well, now, I know everybody's different, but Mitziff, as an example, will always shut down on the turn if he doesn't improve in those spots. I mean, when you say always, you mean that one time, right? All the two times that we've seen. <laughs> okay, so that's really different than always. Yeah. But, but yeah, okay, that's fine. Is it? What is that? But what does that have to do with anything here? What I'm wondering is, and I know, like, I default towards this fold is wrong. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it's actually okay just because parsing this all out in the moment is difficult to, and like we have this information on Andy based on this hand. It, we might not see Andy do stuff like this pretty much ever as art. This might just be a, a moment where it's happening. I mean, for Andy to decide to three bet top pair, it seems almost impossible to me that we, there would be no other behaviors contextually surrounding that in his play. Like, well, if it's that's such an unusual move, if we've seen him do stuff like this a bunch, this is a clear mistake. Yeah. I agree with that. Good. But I think from a traditional ranging perspective, we're not doing great against his range. Okay. But aren't we not, are we not doing good enough? I don't know. Let's see. We're probably getting the right price, but it's going to be scary on the river again when he bets again. Um, yeah. So let's be a little conservative with the draws and say he just has combo draws still to continue betting the draws. Okay. Not fine. enough flush draws. Fine, fine. So he's got... King, queen, king, nine, queen, nine of diamonds. Mm-hmm. 
And he's got four or five of diamonds. Okay. Cool. So there's four combo draws there. Yep. And what? how are we doing against those hands? Um, we have something like 70-some-odd percent equity. Set, call it 73% or something like that. Yeah, let's call it something like that. 75%. Something. All right. Maybe it's probably more closer to 75%. Right. Something like that. Okay, 75% against four combos. Yeah. And then we have six combos that we have uh, 4% against. Right. Which is a problem. Yeah. So with that, what price do we need to be getting laid here? Okay, well, there's a little more to it, though, right? Um, there's potentially implied odds for us. If if the board pairs and makes him, if he has nine eight nine and the board pairs, we may get paid on. Oh the yeah, river. I didn't even talk about eight nine yet. That was actually wasn't part of that math. Yeah, but but like, but it doesn't have to be eight nine. A diamond could come and also, uh, is it diamonds? Yeah, yeah. A diamond could come and also pair the board. So it has to be the ten of diamonds. Um, or what about the turn? Oh, sorry, that is the turn, right? Yeah. No, there's another diamond too out there that it could be right. Uh, no, well, the six of hearts is on the board, but we have the six of diamonds in our hand. Okay, so okay, so it has to be the ten of diamonds. So we have the, so just the ten of diamonds. That's not super great. No. But, what, but also, when he misses, if a deuce of clubs comes off, right, and he fires because he feels like he has to fire to win the pot. Oh, by the way, ten of diamonds makes eight nine of diamonds a straight flush. Okay, well that's a problem for that. But what about all the other? The ten of diamonds makes the nut flush. The nut flush. The nut yeah. flush draw, the nut flush, and the king queen of diamonds, the second nut flush, and all things we're going to get paid on one way or another. Yeah, we're either going to bet and he's going to call, or we're going to check and he's going to bet and we're going to call. Right? We don't have to raise; we can just call. Um, so there, so there's ways that can work out for us. Is the point? Right? Yeah, I just don't think he's going to have the nut flush draw too often. Okay, but then all that if if he's got a monster combo draw that isn't a made hand, isn't eight nine. Yeah, and it misses on the river, he may make a big bet. He might. That's true. So there's implied odds there, too. So I think it's important we, to factor that As long that as we're in. willing to hold on on the river. Right. Which is going to be tough. Um, yeah. Like if the three of clubs comes off and he decides not to stop betting and there's going to be f- 34K in the pot. And he bets 20K. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough, but it's going to be tough. This, this is a situation we a little bit created by raising, although it's sort of a very standard, of course, raise yeah. on the flop. Um, it's tough, but... It's a call down spot. Like this is about as good. We've already said this is almost as good as it gets for us, right? Yeah, it's second best hand. Well, no, third. We have eight nine. We're not sure if we have eight nine. We probably have eight nine of diamonds at least. Eight nine of diamonds. Cool. We got one yeah. combo of eight, of eight nine for sure, and may, maybe some others sometimes. But like sixes and sevens, we have all the sixes and sevens within our range there, right? Like reasonably so. Like we'd play. We'd pretty much always play sixes and sevens just like this, right? I mean, it's almost as good as it gets for us, but that's not saying that much because we don't have that much stuff in general anyway. Um, having played it the way mm-hmm, we played it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's possible we can have just flush draws and things like that too. Like the three high flush draw? Like the king, queen of diamonds that we decided to raise on the flop. And then... Yeah. And then we get three better. Like, well, I have to call once. And then we call. And now we're not in great shape when he bets big on the turn. Yeah. Other flush draws too. I don't think we're folding the king, queen of diamonds though. Okay. Well, if we're not folding the king queen of diamonds, I mean, I know we have I know we have ways to improve very strongly. Yeah. Working, but we don't improve very often. You want to do equities like they only get there twenty percent of the time. And right. then, by the way, we're not always good when we get there. But it's much easier to play the king queen of diamonds than the set of sixes here. I don't know if I agree with you, but I understand what you're saying. Yes, you do. Okay. So you're for call, call, not raise, right? No, no. There's no raising, no matter what. Unless we make quads, we can't raise. Yeah. 
I think we go call, call. We Look, we decided to have $50,000 in front of us, right? So we're, we're, we're electing to play deep stack poker. I know. But so, like, what are we doing? Like, we're going to make these crazy folds against a guy who's clearly a little bit psychotic. Now, again, I don't know how much Art knows about how psychotic he is, but he should know something about this by now. Probably. I don't know. They might be early in the session. They might not have played together before. We don't know all the factors. Okay. Maybe. But, you know, like, let me ask you this. You've been in these situations where you've had bottom set and middle set, raised the flop and re-raised, right? Yeah. In big spots, like World Series events and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you ever really, I mean, did you strongly consider folding? I think so. I can't remember any specific examples. But But you always end up calling down, right? I think so. It's hard to know. I mean, do you remember ever folding sets that where the board wasn't absolutely horrific and you were heads up? I don't. No, probably not. Like I always, this board is is not like non horrific. This board, it's not too bad. I mean, eight nine is the only thing that got there right now. Eight nine is the only thing that got there. I'm just really, really concerned about oversets. Yeah, sure. I mean, no, that's those are those are there. Those are possible. I mean, look, if Andy had two jacks, we would be going crazy about this fold, right? Yeah. But the point is, Andy doesn't have to have two jacks, as we see. I'm wondering if we're saying if Andy can do this stuff with Jack Ten. Andy can absolutely have aces here still. He's charging the draws when he bets Jack 10. Yeah, He's maybe, charging with all that stuff. Maybe he can, but it's, I don't know if even if we've played with Andy for a couple hours, we can know that he can have hands like that. I agree. I agree. But if, the more we know about Andy, the more we should be like, well, I'm never folding. Yeah, I suppose that's true. We just can't put them on which hands those will be. Like, yeah. Those are the ones you really don't expect. You expect the pure bluffs if you're going to have anything random in there. Not the ones that actually have value, like Jack Jack Tenner, Aces, hands like that. I mean, I agree. I agree completely. I wonder, too, if Andy can have these kinds of things, if he can have more, if he has some bluffs, too. All right, let me ask you this. Yeah, good. If it's not Andy, it's some, like, seriously faceless avatar. Yeah. Would you consider folding? I'm sure I would consider it. I'm sure I wouldn't do it. Right, but I think it's possible you overcall in general. Okay, but you asked me the question. I'm answering the question. Yeah, true. Would you fold? I would consider it. I'm not sure if I would do it. So what's the difference between me and you there? You just gave me... I know, I know. (laughs) What I'm trying to get to is not to say, like, folding is optimal, is to say it's not horrible. I I think I would just end up saying... First of all, I would say it's a cash game. It's fine to call and lose. Yeah, there's that. I just won a million dollars, like, three months ago, by the way. If I can't afford to lose $30,000 in this hand when I have a set, what am I doing playing this game? Why am I in this game? I mean, Art's not doing this out of randomness or anything like that. He, he, he has a reason for folding, I assume. I mean, yeah, we all have reasons for folding, but I don't know if they're good reasons. You think it's because he's money scared? I don't think that's it. I have no idea. I don't think, I don't, I don't think this is a good fold, so I'm going to have to come up with some reasons, and one of them is it's possible it's money scared. If they weren't this deep, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have folded, right? He probably would have just put it on, in on the flop if right. they weren't this deep. So when we're saying it isn't about being money scared, I mean, you could say it's about trying to make the correct fold, basically, yeah. which is different than being money scared. Right, sure. because the depth of stacks doesn't have to be about money scaredness. It has to be about the quality of hand you end up against right. when multiple bets go in. Right. But if we're just calling, we're, like if we were re-raising, then I'd be worried more about depth of stacks, right? But we're calling. Yeah. Now, granted, there was a three bet on the flop, so it does change the, how defined the hands are. But still... So what do you think Andy yeah. has? If you're not just giving him random bunko... Yeah. Like and hands like Jack Ten. Yeah. Do you do you agree with my ranging necessarily? Like I think you're being overly generous with your ranging from Art's point of view. I think Andy can have other things 
Andy can have gut shots. Andy can have d- gut shots. Sure, why not? Which ones? I don't know. What was the flop? Six, seven, Jack? Yeah. I don't know. I have to make some stuff up here. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we do. Okay. Um, we well, can't have eight, nine anymore, can he? Can he have 10, eight and be turning a pair into a bluff? I don't know. Maybe. Can he maybe. have three, five? It's very hard. All right. Maybe he can't have gut shots, but he could have other, he could have flush draws. He could have lots and lots of flush draws. He could have all the flush draws for all I know. I suppose he could. You basically said, can you, let's, let's cut it down to only the major flush draws, which is fine because he three bet the flop. But since we see that Andy can clearly three bet with lots of things, I don't know that he can't three bet with um, the nut flush draw or even just other flush draws. Well, other flush draws are pretty much all combo draws of some type at this point. Well, on the turn they are. Yeah, but yeah. not on the flop. Yeah. But he also has to have opened them. I know he opened Jack 10 off, but he probably doesn't have like... Nine three of diamonds. I agree. I agree for sure. But he can have the king queen and the king ten. King ten is a pair now. Yeah. So he doesn't care. I guess maybe not. I mean, he three bet the flop. He does not care. <laughs> he may see that as a good thing and, and bet for value. I don't no, know. Come on, he's not an idiot. Jonathan made a face. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think he's an idiot. I really don't. But he did something that I think you said earlier in this podcast. You've never no one in the world would really ever consider doing. Yeah. That doesn't make him an idiot by any means. It doesn't make him dumb. But people didn't understand Tom Dwan for a while. Right. But I'm saying, I don't know that we can say for sure what he is or isn't going to do yeah. when he's doing things that are beyond non-standard. I mean, I think I agree with you. If we have any data on Andy and the data looks something, anything like what we're seeing here, we can't fold ever. I mean, it'd be crazy to fold. I agree with that. I think without any data, I think we're supposed to call and lose sometimes. Yeah, lose most of the time, it feels like to me. I don't know if it's most, but just, like, what's most? Like, more than... I think we might lose most of the time, but we might be getting the right price as far as, like, the yeah. equities we're against. Okay, fair enough. Based on sizing. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, he bets 10K, we're, we're putting in 10 to win 24 on the yeah. turn, and then whatever the river I mean, is. like, I don't think we have half the equity against his yeah. range, but we probably... We may not. We, we may probably not. have more than a quarter. Yeah, I would think so, too. Yeah. So that's fine, then, right? Yeah. So who cares? Right. So great, let's get the money in. Yeah. That's how you that's how you win money at poker, right? You put in money when your equity is better than your uh than the price. Well, I guess Art just thinks Andy's super set heavy here for some reason. Yeah, I th- he definitely does. He has he, to think that or else he, he can't fold. A hundred percent thinks that. And I, maybe eight nine. Maybe he thinks maybe he thinks Andy has all the eight nines. I don't know. It's hard to put him on eight nine. He raised plus one and three bet. Now, he obviously could have eight nine. Yeah. He and eight nine of diamonds is a reasonable op- is a reasonable yeah. holding form, although if either either you know the stuff about Andy or you don't, though, right? If you may think like, well, he's plus one, and he's not going to show up with eight nine of diamonds, or you may think this guy opens loose. Of course, he can have eight nine of diamonds. Well, then he can have the jack tens and other things. That means we know things about him. We may also know that he can be a little bit crazy, either overvalue things or raise too much. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I don't understand how Arpapazian gets to the point where he throws his hand away on the turn. Well, he doesn't take it. long to get there. He folds right away. I mean, in some ways, I guess what he's thinking is. Every time I'm beat, I'm facing a big bet on the river, and I don't want to have to deal with it, right? Yeah. Um, if we call the turn, like, we're going to get another data point on the river, too. Yeah. Like, we could, we don't, I still am going to lean towards calling on safe cards. In fact, I'm going to call on safe cards. Are you going to fold on all diamonds on the river? If he bombs the river, I probably am. Yeah. I think I probably have to, right? Otherwise, what am I hoping he has now? Right. Like, well, I have to root for him to have something, and it's all, so diamonds would be a pretty easy fold, I think. Um, if it goes check, check, I, even if a diamond comes, it goes check, check. I think I'm going to win a fair amount of the time, you know, 
If that, he has Jack Ten, I guess you are, but it's hard to imagine he has Jack Ten. Like if yeah. Diamond comes and goes check check, you're almost always against the set, right? I don't know anymore. I guess if I, if I don't know who the person is, yes. Yeah. If I know it's Andy, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yep. So I mean you would also think if Andy's capable of this kind of play, Art might have heard about it anyway, even if he hasn't played with him very much. This is some crazy stuff. Yes, it is. Andy's line is ridiculous. Like, when I sit down in a game, if I know anyone at the table, they usually text me about the other players in the game, like, pretty much right away. Or if, they, if or like someone else is just in the room, they'll tell me. Yeah. You know, like, especially if, like, I'm a regular. Art's been playing in this game for a little while now in Live at the Bike. By we, the way, Andy's regular, too. We don't really know the timeline. Uh, I mean, they just released the hand, like, a few days ago, didn't they? I don't think so. Oh, no? Oh, I thought it, I thought they did. The graphics are such that they're pr- it's pretty new anyway, but whatever. Um, anyway, the point is, like, people, like, let me know. People, like, clue me know. This guy's playing crazy. They want me to know, and, like, that's just, like, shared information among players. That's pretty pretty standard. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying for sure that happened, but there's lots of ways that Art could know something about Andy that makes this an impossible fold. Lots of ways. Well, he decided to fold. Yeah. He did. I think it's clearly bad. I think against Andy, it is clearly bad. I think maybe it's okay in a vacuum. But you don't think you've ever actually folded a set on a non-super scary board, right? Just checking. I can't remember doing it. Yeah, but I can't remember doing it. Possible that I have. I've certainly folded in scary situations, you know, for sure, where the action demands that you fold and stuff like that, or the board demands that you fold. Yeah, of course, that's totally different, though. Um, I don't believe James Opst has done it. Yes, I see. The thing is, is if the if it was the ten of diamonds, it'd feel like a really different spot to me. Well, obviously. It's the Ten of Hearts. Only one thing gets there. Right. I think the bigger concern is what Sets. we were already behind. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Well, I mean, Art's concerned enough to pretty much snap fold. Yeah. I think it's a mistake. If we, if also, if we think, I mean, I guess there's a lot of range between like when we raise the flop, we check raise the flop, we can get called by a lot of things. I mean, this is obviously true. Sometimes you check raise and have to fold, even though you check raise for value. This is, I'm thinking of like more on the river. Yeah. Like this thing, this absolutely happens, right? Like you make a flush, a good flush, you raise and the guy moves in and you're like, he's never moving in without the nuts. And you're like, that sucks. I fold the queen high flush or whatever. The board's paired, but you think you can get value from this person. So you raise and then they re-raise and you have to fold. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel like that to me. It feels a little tight. <laughs> yeah, it feels more than a little tight to me. I, I understand under- I understand the thought process that can lead you to folding here. I don't think I would do it. I don't think it's atrocious. I think against Andy, if we actually know anything about Andy, it is atrocious. Mm-hmm. If we're going to give Art the benefit of the doubt, he doesn't know anything about Andy. Okay. In a vacuum, I th- still think it's a mistake to fold. Probably a slight mistake, not a huge mistake. I think we lose money by folding. How's that? We're losing money. A slight amount of money. Well, when you say slight, like, what do you mean? Like, I think it might be like a uh, 5 to 10% mistake. Oh, okay. That's, to me, that's kind of a big mistake, but okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like, if, like a few hundred bucks, like 10% is like, sure. Yeah. Sure. That feels like a lot. <laughs> okay. Me. So fair enough. All right. We've beat this thing to death. Yeah. We're done. Music okay. is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make.